This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone listening and to all of your families. Uh, Hopefully you have a good day today and enjoy the time with family. Uh, Of course, we've got NFL action today, so I am going to go through uh, the lineups. Uh, But first, I'll uh, call back on some of the NBA action that happened last night. Uh, So we had the... Big matchup between the Warriors and Thunder. Kevin Durant did actually play, although clearly was not at 100%. Not that Russell uh, Westbrook actually cared because (laughs) he went after KD hard and often. Uh, I mean, in terms of uh, the game itself, I I think it's pretty safe to say that the beef is far from over between those two. And uh, as much as uh, Durant tried to play it down last night, saying that this is still more of a media uh, frenzy than an actual uh, head-to-head beef with Westbrook, uh, I I beg to differ. I still think that there there's still a lot of animosity there, and that Westbrook will take any and every opportunity to show up Durant like he did last night. So uh, KD clearly uh, impaired. Uh, his teammates couldn't pick him up. Uh, Steph looked a bit off last night. As to Clay Thompson, although I give a lot of credit to Paul George uh, because uh, he was uh, on the perimeter and uh, face guarding him uh, pretty good uh, with his length. So I think that bothered him quite a bit uh, because the three-point shooting for the Warriors was a bit off uh, compared to their normal standards uh, that you would see from them. So, uh, you know, uh, in terms of uh, uh, the big picture in the NBA, I mean, this is just one game. So it really doesn't mean anything. I, I just think it means more than anything else once – OKC can figure out what they have to do to get more consistency uh, game in, game out, then you might see a team that can push the Warriors in a playoff series to uh, a game uh, six or even a game seven. But right now, 
it's still it's still a ways away from even getting to that point. So uh, I, I think this is just one of those where you just chalk it up to a bad night for the Warriors, and the Thunder got to win uh, on national television. But uh, I, I wouldn't read anything more into that. Another action: uh, the Celtics actually uh, snapped their uh, 16-game winning streak, uh, uh, went by the wayside, uh, falling to Miami. Uh, for the most part, uh, the Miami jumped out early on this one, so uh, I actually got that one right. It, it's just a uh, you know, usually the Celtics turn it on in the fourth quarter. They've shown it throughout. Uh, they made a run late, and Deion Waiters. Uh, had a big uh, three-pointer and a steal down the stretch. Uh, finished the game with 26 points. I mean, when you're the underdog, you need your best players to step up. So, uh, Waiters did that for the Heat. Uh, so, uh, the Heat uh, get a big win because uh, that moves them to all, uh, a little bit closer to 500. Uh, you know, nothing uh, nothing outside the wayside that you could panic about with Boston. I mean, you take everything you can get at this point. Uh, the biggest thing the Celtics need to do is... Uh, just make sure you keep all those guys healthy because they're not a threat to the Cavs, but maybe by process of elimination, if you can outlast the Cavs and you know, the Cavs pick up some injuries heading into the playoffs, uh, you can take them in a seven-game series. But you got to stay out of their bracket until the Eastern Conference Finals and then hope for the best. Not that it worked out that uh, not that it worked out for them last year because they ended up getting uh, tripped up in that Washington series and then. Uh, uh, ended up uh, expending way too much energy on the Cavs. But, uh, I mean, in terms of uh, the actual season itself, uh, I'd still say the Celtics are in an excellent position here, uh, just in case there's any slip-up by LeBron. But uh, uh, unlikely, but uh, you never know. And then uh, the other pleasant surprise, the Knicks actually beat uh, the Raptors. So, uh, you know, nice home win. Uh, again, every time the Knicks win a game, I'm pleasantly surprised just because looking at that roster, that is a 15 to 20 win team uh, by all counts. But, uh, you know, they're actually playing above their heads. They actually buy into Hornacek's system, even though none of them can play a lick of defense. But, you know, uh, that is uh, true to form for the NBA these days. So uh, that's all for the NBA. So we're going to get into it for the NFL matchups that are going to be kicking off at beginning at 1230 so you got the Lions and Vikings so two ways to go about it uh, for uh, DraftKings and FanDuel uh, as I've talked about before you got your tournament plays and you have your uh, cash game lineups the cash game lineups are the 50-50 lineups so half, uh, half the field wins half the field loses so you're uh, looking at a breakdown of uh, percentages of it trying to get at least a mix of guys that you Reasonably confident uh, can uh, win uh, in a direct head-to-head matchup uh, j- uh, just on the uh, basis of uh, of uh, expected scores to uh, their actual cost. So uh, basically, I would say the uh, number one pick that you're looking to uh, grab uh, in both lineups would be Samaje Prerine of, of uh, the Redskins, uh, mainly from the standpoint of uh, he's got a decent enough matchup with uh, uh, the Giants, and he's cheap enough where, uh, from a cash game standpoint, uh, you're sh- uh, you should be in a relatively decent shape. So, uh, in terms of uh, players, I would uh, look at the target for the cash game lineups today for the three matchups, because uh, obviously we've got uh, Vikings, Lions, uh, 
in the early matchup, middle uh, matchup, we've got Cowboys, Chargers, and night game, uh, we've got the Giants visiting the Redskins. So, uh, for cash game lineup purposes, I would go with a lineup of Kirk Cousins, uh, uh, P. Ryan as the running back, Jarek McKinnon of the Vikings as uh, the second running back, and Orlean Starkwell of the Giants as the flex position. Reason being is that uh, for the cash game today, uh, the wide receiver options are on the pricier side, and uh, the tight end option is going to be a bit pricey too. Uh, but uh, you're looking for at least a decent uh, floor, and uh, basically Kirk Cousins is about as, uh, as consistent as you're going to get with the, uh, the set of QBs that you, we have on our hands here. Uh, one uh, issue being is that uh, uh, Dak Prescott is is going to be pricey uh, this week. Uh, uh, I mean, Dak is still uh, 6,700, even though uh, the Cowboys offense has been terrible the last couple of weeks. Uh, I just wouldn't feel comfortable playing Dak at that price point on DraftKings uh, just because it's going to tie up too much of your cap and you don't know what you're going to get from the Cowboys passing game. Uh, Tyron Smith looks like he's going to be able to go, but, uh, you know, first game back after missing two weeks with, uh, uh, the groin injury, you're not going to quite know how he's going to bounce back. Uh, and it's a good pass rush from the charger. So, uh, I would, uh, uh, shade away from Dak and just lean on cousins. Uh, P Ryan, uh, I mentioned before, decent matchup against the giants defense. Uh, the giants did play well against Kansas city on Sunday. I mean, Kareem Hunt still was averaging four yards a carry, so he was still uh, uh, up near 100, uh, 100 yards rushing. So I would still like the Redskins uh, running football. And with the injury to Chris Thompson, uh, it's actually an interesting dynamic where there's so many injuries on the Redskins that P. Ryan is going to be the focal point. So uh, he's going to be the uh, running back, and he's going to be the pass catching back on third down. So uh, it's going to be a lot of flow coming his uh, way. So in terms of touches... Uh, you're going to be looking uh, at around uh, 25 to 30 touches for Pirine today, uh, just from the standpoint of he's going to be the pass catching back as well. So the Redskins like to run a lot of underneath routes. So uh, I like Pirine quite a bit in both uh, tournament plays and cash game lineups. Jerick McKinnon uh, of the Vikings, uh, I'm going to go with today. Uh, in tournament uh, format, I would actually lean with his uh, is a uh, running back mate uh, Latavius Murray for the touchdown potential, but from a cash game lineup standpoint, McKinnon's the uh, pass catching back for the Vikings. So I, I like the, uh, the potential of uh, getting uh, some uh, balance there. Uh, McKinnon should be highly owned uh, uh, today. I think he's uh, probably going to be around forty-five to fifty percent owned. Uh, just again because of uh, uh, DraftKings uh, format with a point per catch rather than a half point over on FanDuel, uh, you're going to get a decent floor with McKinnon because he's going to catch uh, four to five passes this game. So uh, you're going to be in the low uh, low teen range uh, regardless. And if he gets in the end zone, that's just gravy on top. So you, know, you take that. Uh, next up for our wide receivers, uh, we've got Golden Tate, Adam Thielen, and Jameson Crowder. Uh, so Golden Tate on the Lions, uh, basically the, uh, he's going to be the focal point of the Lions offense. So uh, as the number one wide receiver, you're looking at anywhere from uh, eight to eight to ten targets uh, this game. Uh, 
and the possibility of getting in zone. So, again, same uh, thought process as McKinnon did. Because of the volume he's going to see from uh, uh, a targeting standpoint, you want to at least lean in his direction for a cash game lineup. Adam Thielen, he's uh, going to be the cash game and the tournament play uh, of the day for wide receivers. He's going to be the highest owned wide receiver. I would be shocked if he wasn't the highest owned uh, wide receiver uh, based off projection, uh, projections. Even though he's 7,600, he's been the most uh, productive wide receiver uh, in the NFL uh, that's playing today. Uh, I mean, yes, there are people going to be gravitating towards Keenan Allen because he put up 34 points uh, on the Bills on Sunday, but uh, I still think Thielen's going to be the most highly owned player just because he's leading. He's in top three in basically every receiving category for the NFL this year, uh, and he's uh, Case Keno's favorite target. So uh, I, I definitely uh, see a lot of people on him, but uh, it's not a, a matchup you would fade either. So uh, I'm going to stick with Thielen as well. Crowder is a different matter. Uh, Crowder has been in and out of the Redskins lineup in terms of targets. Uh, I don't think he's going to be that highly owned, uh, but uh, I still think the floor justifies uh, the selection here. Uh, just from the standpoint of he's going to be somewhere around six to seven targets, and uh, he has uh, some ability to break uh, break off a, a big catch and run down the field. So that give, that gives you a potential for upwards of 18 to 19 points uh, uh, if he if he gets uh, into the end zone against the Giants tonight. So, uh, again, from a cash game standpoint, I like Crowder. Uh, Evan Ingram uh, on the Giants uh, is uh, going to be uh, my uh, cash game play here just from the standpoint of uh, he only had two targets against the Chiefs. I, I think the Giants definitely make an effort to get him back into – uh, the offensive flow, just because uh, the Giants offensively Sunday were terrible. Uh, they won the game, but it was a terrible matchup overall against the Chiefs. Uh, I think it was more about the Chiefs' inability to uh, manage uh, the game plan than anything else uh, that you would uh, typically see uh, in an NFL game. But uh, I think uh, Ingram gets back on board, so you're going to see anywhere from 8 to 10 targets for him. And if he gets in the end zone, great. If not, uh, then you got at least 11 to 12 points that you can live off of uh, from a tight end perspective. Uh, from a tournament play, uh, I would lean away from Ingram just because I think enough people are going to be on him today that uh, you would want to shy away from him from a tournament standpoint. But uh, at least from a cash game lineup, uh, I think you're fine with uh, Ingram. And then... Uh, in the flex spot, I mentioned New Orleans Darqua. Uh, reason being is that the Giants have been leaning on him quite a bit in the running game. So uh, you're going to see anywhere from uh, 18 to 20 carries from him, most likely. They phased out uh, Wayne Gallman for reasons that I don't understand. But uh, uh, Ben McAdoo at this point does not care <laughs> what anyone thinks because he knows he's getting fired. So he's just managing uh, – uh, uh, the offensive game plan as he sees fit. So uh, he wants Darkwa in the lineup. So you got to ride with Darkwa if you're taking anyone on the Giants' uh, uh, running back core. So uh, yeah, we got Darkwa in the flex spot. So you know you're hoping for nine to twelve points from him. Yeah, if he gets in the end zone, then yeah, you're going to be in the high teens. But uh, uh, from the standpoint of uh, this game, I would say Darkwa is going to get a number of uh, uh, attempts to. Uh, uh, to actually uh, 
be involved in the offense. So you're going to see him out of the backfield and catching passes in the flat. So, uh, you know, as much as uh, you can expect the Giants offense to be rudimentary, uh, you still got to take the points where you can get them. So uh, Darkwa is a safe bet to hit 10, uh, 10 points or more tonight. And then finally for the defense, we're going to go with the Chargers. Uh, reason being is the fact that, again, I mentioned Tyron Smith. It's a go today for the Cowboys. But uh, given the fact that he's uh, first came back, you expect him to be a little bit rusty. The Cowboys have not been able to protect uh, Dak Prescott with uh, Smith out of the lineup. Uh, they've been struggling at all areas. And uh, the Chargers have one of the best uh, pass rushing units in the league. So, I still expect the pressure to be coming uh, from the sides on Dak. And, uh, you know, again, uh, to my point, I didn't play any Cowboys in the lineup today because I, uh, at least for my cash games, because I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the Cowboys uh, offensively today. Uh, The issue still ends up being the fact that, yes, do I think the Cowboys uh, uh, win this game with Smith in the lineup? Yes, just because they need the game more. Do I think they have a overwhelming, uh, uh, impressive showing offensively? Not really. I think they get enough uh, done, but I, I still think they're going to give up uh, some sacks to uh, San Diego. And if they get a turnover or two, uh, even better. Because, uh, I mean, for a defense, you're looking to try to get uh, double-digit points. Uh, so, yeah, in order to do that, you need to get sacks and turnovers. And uh, out of the teams today... I kind of like uh, the Chargers' chances better than some of the others, but for a tournament lineup, I'm actually going to uh, probably pair off uh, the Vikings and the Chargers. But uh, we'll get into that uh, right now. So in terms of the tournament lineups that ha- I have in mind uh, for DraftKings today, uh, basically uh, we're going to make a couple of adjustments here. Uh, one being... Uh, on the tournament side, uh, you're trying to uh, get a little bit more greedy in terms of the stacks, uh, stacking potential. So uh, one of the stacks I have going today uh, is uh, for the Vikings. So uh, basically I'd be stacking Case Keenum, the quarterback, with uh, Latavius Murray. Uh, uh, just because Murray has the touchdown potential on the goal line that McKinnon doesn't have. So... Uh, it's more of a boom-bust option, but, you know, if he gets in the end zone a couple of times, you're looking at a 20-point uh, production uh, day rather than uh, uh, projected 9 or 10, uh, which is below uh, McKinnon. Uh, P. Ryan, again, like I said, uh, I would keep him in the lineup. Uh, Keenan Allen is uh, is going to be in the, my lineup uh, just from the standpoint of, you know, it's a boomer bust kind of play, but you know, he had a huge day. A lot of people are going to be on him. Uh, but you know, you try not to ride the wave, but, uh, with the Cowboys defense being as inconsistent as they are, uh, there's still a good potential that the Cowboys give up a a touchdown, uh, with Allen. So, uh, odds aren't great on the road as it was, uh, on Sunday, but, uh, you at least have the potential there. Thielen is going to be a constant in my lineup today, so he's going to be on board. And I'm, I'm fitting in Stefan Diggs uh, uh, into the uh, wide receiver core just because, uh, you know, he still has a decent uh, upside potential in the Vikings offense. Uh, 
Uh, he's right up there with Thielen as well in terms of the numbers. So they're the number one receiving duo in the league uh, this year. So I'm I'm gonna have uh, Diggs in the lineup. Uh, it's very well possible Diggs goes off. Thielen doesn't, but uh, from a percentage standpoint, uh, you're safer to play uh, Thielen. But from a tournament standpoint, you're trying to maximize your point value. So uh, we'll put in Diggs. Uh, Ingram is uh, gonna be my play uh, at the tight end spot. In the flex, we're gonna downgrade to uh, Austin Eckler on the uh, Chargers, uh, and reason being is the fact that you know uh, Eckler's getting more opportunities uh, from Melvin uh, Melvin Gordon so uh, I still think there's a good chance that he gets uh, anywhere from 12 to 15 touches uh, so if he gets in the end zone uh, beautiful if not then you're uh, looking at somewhere around uh, 9 to 10 points which isn't great but uh, uh, you know if you get the potential to save uh, the money with uh, Eckler and uh, uh uh, and then bring in uh, upgrade the wide receiver spots like I did. Uh, you go that route, and then uh, Vikings defense. Uh, so, like I said, in terms of uh, uh, the defenses, I'm going to be uh, playing off of the Chargers and the Vikings. I think the Vikings do a decent enough job shutting down the lines today that uh, you know uh, they're safe enough to play that you don't have to worry about them not getting a turnover. Uh, I just don't see. Uh, Detroit putting up a huge, uh, huge amount of points against them. That's why I like the Vikings uh, uh, today. But, uh, you know, from my standpoint, uh, again, uh, when you have uh, a small slate like you do today with only three games, you're you're kind of splitting hairs as to who's going to be uh, the best tournament play. So a couple of uh, options you can do to tweak the lineup. Uh, you can uh, t- uh, switch out uh, Evan Ingram for Vernon Davis. Uh, Jordan Reed's going to be out for the Redskins uh, tonight, so uh, Vernon Davis is more than an adequate play. Uh, I think he also gets double digits same way Ingram does in terms of targets, so it's going to be a negligible difference uh, between the two. I just think Ingram has a slightly higher upside of uh, getting a few more targets. Uh, the big differentiator is who's going to get into the end zone tonight. Uh, so if Davis gets in the end zone, obviously he's going to have the higher output. Ingram gets in the end zone, uh, like uh, vice versa. Uh, I know the other uh, matchup guys can play today. If you're feeling lucky about Tyron Smith playing well, you can roll with Alfred Morris. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's going to be under, uh, uh, I believe he's under 5,000 uh, today as the running back. So, uh, again, I'm not a big fan of Cowboys players today. I, I just think it's a bit... A bit much of an ask that Tyron Smith magically solves the Cowboys' issues on the offensive line. But uh, you can consider Alfred Morris. And then if you put in Alfred Morris, then I would put in uh, Melvin Gordon because you you save enough cash that way that uh, uh, you can uh, put him in if you're not uh, playing any Vikings running backs. So uh, that does it for uh, the DraftKings lineup. So I'm going to go into uh, FanDuel right now. Uh, uh, just uh, going through the numbers. So, uh, in terms of uh, the uh, lineups that I had in mind uh, today, uh, basically we're looking at uh, a slate uh, where pretty much the the price points uh, uh, for uh, the Thursday matchups uh, line up uh, at least a, 
fit closely with uh, what we have on DraftKings. So, uh, I mean, really the biggest uh, difference in the prices from uh, FanDuel and DraftKings is that uh, FanDuel actually has uh, Dak Prescott priced higher than Cousins, and which for reasons I, I, I don't understand. I, I just do not like Dak's matchup as much uh, tonight. Uh, I think the, the FanDuel's probably... Uh, banking on people just uh, uh, forcing uh, forcing uh, a lot of Cowboys fans forcing their way of uh, putting Dak in the lineup, but uh, you know uh, that's uh, that's just my assumption there. But uh, you know, in terms of uh, general uh, tournament play, I like uh, going with Cousins, uh, Latavius Murray, uh, and Darkwa uh, for the running backs. Uh, for wide receivers, again, riding with Dillon. Uh, Kenan Allen, Jameson Crowder, uh, Vernon Davis at the tight end. Uh, I'm going to, uh, with FanDuel, obviously you have the kicker, so I'm going to go with Kai Forbath on the Vikings. Uh, I think that, uh, they're a very good potential of seeing a, a ton of field goals in that game. And then uh, for defense, I'm going to go with uh, uh, the Chargers uh, just to uh, save uh, uh, save money there because of uh, there's not much... Uh, of a difference between some of these uh, defenses tonight. So uh, I would use that for a tournament play. As far as the cash game lineup uh, goes, my uh, setup would actually uh, be slightly different uh, in that I would uh, still keep Cousins. I would bring in Alfred Morris uh, just from the standpoint of uh, he's still going to get some carries. Uh but I want to uh, save some money on uh, uh, on uh, what the, what I had in place. So um, having Morris in there, uh, McKinnon's in there as well for uh, cash game purposes. And then we're gonna, we're going to keep with uh, the same wide receiving core. Uh, Vernon Davis as the tight end, obviously. Uh, we're going to use Nick Rose uh, for the Redskins as the kicker and uh, pay a little bit extra for the Vikings defense. Again, not that much separation. It's just more, more or less along the lines of, uh, I think, uh, you get a little bit more upside with Latavius Murray uh, in the lineup. Uh, so you kind of offset it with Darkwa. But in case that doesn't pan out for the cash game lineup, uh, for I mean, for the tournament lineup, rather, at least the cash game lineup has McKinnon in there if McKinnon gets the touchdown. And Morris has a decent enough floor that you can... Uh, live with uh, uh, from a pricing standpoint. So uh, that does it uh, uh, for today. I'll go into uh, the Sunday matchups uh, and a couple other things I want to kind of get through uh, on Thanksgiving for we have uh, uh, the big family dinner. So uh, that's all for now and take care everyone. Good luck. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss 
Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll, I'll take Giselle, okay? <laughs> is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Wise and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.